hurry into Chemist Warehouse to find half price off selected Microgenics vitamins and supplements. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Aotearoa. It is three past six here on SENZ. It is Ricardo and Beeve with you for breakfast and for Izzy and Kempi. Coming up on the show, Alistair Hunt after seven o'clock, former New Zealand Davis Cup captain. Going to talk Australian Open and New Zealand's Davis Cup tie coming up against Bulgaria in Christchurch as well. Ruben Statham is back in uh, to lead New Zealand in that one. After eight o'clock, Kyle Mills, former Black Cap, will join us to talk what it's like to play cricket in India. I was uh, having a look, Beef, at New Zealand's record uh, in India and ODIs. We've uh, lost 35-1-8, so uh, got to be a tough place to go. Morning to you. Morning, mate. Great to be uh, great to be here with you. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought our record in India would have been flash. Or uh, I can't recall watching too many where we've dominated on the uh, on the Indian pitches. But uh, yeah, room for improvement. Room for improvement. It'd be good to get uh, Millsy on, get his get his take. Given he's he played a bit over there, played a bit of the early days of the IPL, etc. Absolutely, one of our uh, one of our great ODI bowlers, wasn't he? He was, I think, ranked number one in the world there for 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 a spell as well as a bowler. So uh, no, no one better to tell us. I mean, I couldn't imagine him being overly excited about tours to India as far as <laughs> the assistance that he would have got yeah. off the uh, top of his run. But uh, no, it'd be good to get him on. It will be. So we'll do that after 8 o'clock. We're also going to get uh, talk to a young fellow out of CD who went all right yesterday, CD Staggs. Uh, in the news a bit at the moment, Beef. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if you uh, saw this, Will Young, been a lot of talk about getting him into the Black Caps. Yesterday against Auckland, he hit five sixes in a row and he went for the 6-6, six, six, got caught on the boundary. Yeah. You admire the uh, ambition, don't you? I mean, everyone wants to everyone wants to do the six sixes, don't they? But uh, yeah, obviously he's it's a matter of time, isn't it, before he's a, a mainstay of that Black Caps uh, lineup? And geez, when you think about a few of the others that you that he'll be in the team with, it is going to be explosive, isn't it? Mate, I mean, did that Glenn Phillips innings, eh? The in that yeah. third ODI against Pakistan, considering the guy was spewing his ring out only like an hour <laughs> before he got into the crease, he did pretty well. Absolutely, you can chuck the Finn Allens of the world into that sort of mix, and jeez, uh, been exciting, exciting watch, won't it? Yeah, mate, it'll be uh, be fantastic. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's more news out of the uh, CD camp, Beeve, and um, this is, uh, I just caught this on Crick Info today, I was looking at some stuff, but Rob Walter, who's the CD coach, has just been named South African coach. So South, Af- South Africa is splitting their coaching. They're having a white ball coach and a red ball coach, yes. and they have named him as one of their two coaches. But they haven't actually said which way, he- which one he'll be doing. There you go, CD, eh? Yeah, producing uh, international coaches. Well, because I mean, Heinrich Milan was there for a while, and now he's coaching Ireland, right? Seems it seems to be a pathway. Well, it's, it's funny you mention that, Ricardo, because uh, I actually happen to know somebody on the on the CD board, and uh, a few years ago they advertised their job, and he said to me, and he gave me some names, mm. they were all recognisable international coaches' names, so I don't know what it is, they, they must love the vineyards, or just yeah. being close to Smithy, but um, they, uh, they attract some... Um, some high credentials when it comes to that coaching coaching gig of CD. The power of Smithy, eh? Yeah, it, it may well be the case. Maybe, maybe, mate. Now, I've got to say, now, I mean, and this will be a little bit like, because um, no one else can see this, but uh, your studio today looks mm. superb, um, I've got to say. Uh, <laughs> I can see the caravan in the background. You're on a deck. Uh, you got your back against some, uh, you know, it must be your batch. You can see the, the sky in the background. And it's not just all clouds, which is a, which is a good sign. 
Well, it's a good sign, Ricardo, but today's my last day here after the show we're packing up and coming home. And, yeah, the sky you talk about is actually quite appealing. Um, mm. However, the skies for the last two and a half weeks with the children um, locked inside a, a pretty small batch haven't exactly been that appealing, Ricardo. So it's it's bittersweet. Uh, yeah. You mentioned my surroundings today. Yeah, well, that's the thing because I was I knew that you were, you were going to be coming to us live from Mararangi, and I and I went. I'm pretty sure he's had a bit of rain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's had a bit. <laughs> yeah. How how are you guys um, set for in terms of? I know there's been a lot of property damage, but how how are you guys set? Are you all right? And uh, are the roads all open again? You can get out. I think we can get out one way, yeah. yeah. I think I think we can. Um, I should check that, but uh, no, I think we're, we've had a, we've had about three days now of uh, decent weather. So um, the the impromptu swimming pool on the front lawn that the kids have actually thoroughly enjoyed. Um, not so much the laundry committee here at the batch uh, because that's resulted in about five pairs of uh, clothes on a daily basis. But uh, no, apart from that, we, we've been fine, mate. Obviously, the road slips have been a bit of a drama for a few mm. people. We, we've had people on the street here have had flights flights to get to and have been trapped and all sorts so it's um Ah, it is what it is, isn't it? It's uh, New Zealand summer. He's not, not as predictable as uh, others. No, not as predictable. Did you manage to get along to the Coro Classic? I know they had a big gig down there, didn't they? <laughs> well, funny enough, Ricardo, mm. very good question. Yeah. Uh, you set me up well here. I, we did have tickets for it. Mm. Um, lucky enough to have tickets for it. And I played golf that afternoon that this uh, festival, literally about uh, a K from the batch, was all going down. and. And the missus was quite pumped up about going, and we had a babysitter all sorted. And then I went around the golf course, and there's quite a lot of adjoining houses to the golf course. And spirits were high in all these houses. And uh, and I've got nothing against spirits being high. Ricardo, I love spirits being high. But I started to work out that um, I might have been a bit out of my age bracket. Oh. Uh, of, and then the, the, real, the real kicker was when I was leaving the golf course to get back home and a lot of the festival goers were on their way um, and there's a few yell outs to Beaver blah 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 and I worked out that yes very much outside my age bracket so I got home I said to the missus uh, we'll have a nice night on the deck uh, get dressed up I'll get the best I'll get your favourite grins out yeah, and uh, and that'll be our festival and we'll keep the windows down and we can have a party from there. So uh, didn't make it, Ricardo, but uh, yes, it went down, went down well. And that was in amongst all the uh, all the cyclones and, and rain. And I think uh, gumboots was the uh, footwear of choice for, for many of those guys. Yeah, well, I think it might have been. Well, I was going to say it'd be rubbers of some description or other because I noticed that the main stage was called the Jurex stage, which I thought was quite interesting. Well, a lot of people will take sponsorship from uh, whoever, you know, yeah. so, um, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, surely, winners are grinners. Is there a grin stage there? Uh, look, not this year, but oh. uh, look, things are in place. Uh, it's a real yeah. stronghold for for a brand as part of the world, so uh, as you can imagine, already already putting things in place for next season. That's, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see, Beef. We want to see, want to, you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to be able to afford the, uh, the, the add-on to the batch as the kids get older, right? So you've got to be doing something. <laughs> I wouldn't want buying them a batch of somebody on the other side of town so they can just go there when it's raining. Uh, sounds perfect, mate. Sounds perfect. Now, I, I want to get your take on this. Um, there's a, a Welsh rugby journalist that I know called James Trafford. He's written a couple of, he actually wrote a couple of kids' books about the history of Welsh rugby for, for you know, because they're basically all too, um, nobody really remembers 1953 anymore. So he, he's, he's basically, he, he did this book, which is all, um, it's not quite a comic book, but it's all, you know, got lots of pictures through it. It's about the history of Welsh rugby. But he has just started a campaign, Beeve, 
Um, he writes uh, on a on a blog called The Eastern Terrorist or TheEastTerrorist.com. And uh, he started a, uh, a campaign to bring back the old uh, classic black-tipped Adidas rugby ball. <laughs> he said, um, <laughs> click here to add your support to make the rugby world a slightly more attractive place. For a sport that has so often dwelt in the past, rugby and rugby marketing folk are very poor at conjuring up the sweet smell of nostalgia. For reasons the East Terrace has never understood, the marketing people behind the Six Nations, for example, have never encouraged teams to indulge in a bit of retro kit wearing. The competition first saw its match played in 1882 should be no brainer. Time for players to run out in some sort of tribute to that tournament's incredibly rich history. He goes on to talk about the things that you remember from sport and that's why he wants to bring back the black-tipped Adidas rugby ball. You would add one of those as a kid, wouldn't you? Oh, I, know, I know exactly the ball he's talking about. No, geez, I didn't have one as a kid in the backyard because I think even back then they were about 120 bucks, and you can imagine 120 bucks 70 years ago is quite expensive, Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's funny when I was obviously he didn't tell me what uh, he was wandering back, and when you started to talk about the Adidas back that ball straight away, there's things that you sort of affect. like. I just remember how glorious they used to look when Grant Fox was about to kick off a test match on a Saturday afternoon uh, when, you, when you'd be on the sand there. Yes, yeah. that's how you used to kick off a ball, kids, uh, to start a match <laughs> off the sand and uh, and how just shiny and the, and the pristine of it all. And then, like, growing up, all growing up through my childhood, dad coached either first of teams or a local club Prebs team and they all had the, the Adidas black tip ball. And I can always remember the first when they first would get them sent out from whatever distributor they'd get them from, the smell of them. Mm. They were a glorious smell. So I don't think they were probably as good a quality. I'd hate to be playing at uh, Waikato Stadium on a greasy Friday night with them. But uh, I certainly, I certainly for, uh, I guess even, would sex appeal be the right word yeah. for it? I, I think we need to bring it back. And, yeah. and surely they can make it some sort of synthetic. Yeah, but you know, make, keep the look. Keep the look, and, and, and just for, for people like myself, maybe some aspect of the smell, because, uh, geez, it was a glorious smell when oh. they came. You wouldn't want them at the end of the season, but that first <laughs> that first, uh, that first opening of the box when they would come out, geez, they were impressive. Mate, you, what we need is we need to get some of those, I don't know what you call them, those those uh, re- refresher things for your car that you hang yes. over there. Uh, yeah, get <laughs> yes. them Adidas black tip rugby ball scented ones. We should That, that could be maybe uh, your next, uh, your next uh, business venture. And maybe all the ball boys are just walk around for a little spray can of it. Yeah, just maybe that could be the new Lynx, <laughs> <laughs> new Lynx black tap tipped Adidas rugby ball. That's what we want. That's what we want. Uh, so yeah, it was. So that got me thinking, B. Other things that you'd bring back, you know, from from yesteryear in sport, because we do have our can't wait question of the day. So from can't yesteryear, can't wait question of the day. That <laughs> gave me a fright. From yesteryear, uh, what is something that you would want to bring back to sport? I mean, we've talked the black-tipped uh, Adidas rugby ball. I think that's a decent shout. I remember my uncle buying me one of those when I was a kid. Um, he was a, he was a rugby mad, and my dad was football mad. So I think he was trying to sway me to the dark side, as it were. Um, <laughs> so I remember having one of those. Tell you what, if you had those back, if you had those now. It certainly cut down the amount of kicking we would see because those things are heavy as anything, right? Um, with really a bit of water. Very heavy, very heavy. The as I say, over the nighttime, the nighttime games, mm. uh, the error rate could go through the roof. I'd imagine uh, even more so than what it is. Uh, if, if I and I don't know, uh, Joe can give me a nod. Am I allowed to bring my? What I'm bringing yeah. back at the moment? Oh, is this too early? Yeah. Um, 
I'd bring back racking. I know it's a very boring answer, but I'm bringing back racking to speed up that ruck ball. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not bringing back racking, I'm bringing back punching uh, because <laughs> you've just got too many, too many people fronting up the people that, if push comes to shove, are running. Yeah. Uh, so let's 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 just get rid of that. And I think you will have a quicker and do I say cleaner game. Uh, and better spectacle. You know what I can't believe right right here, right now? I can't believe that I'm not talking to Richard Lowe after that answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Richard Lowe answer. Well, but, but, but I was guilty of it myself. Obviously, I finished with many years in Japan, Ricardo. Mm. And I would, um, because I knew that there was, you know, there was no sort of repercussions of trying to be tough, you know, you'd go and have a bit of push and shove with these, with these Fords every now and again. And you'd think to yourself, when's one of these guys going to call you bluff and like, lay you out? You know? And there was... It was in the back of your mind, but you sort of knew that it was unlikely. Mm. Uh, we, I just think that fear factor needs to be there. But the rucking thing, I mean, I saw uh, the great Steve Hansen. He's sure Steve, isn't he, these yeah. days? Uh, he was in a column over the weekend uh, saying about how if you get people on the ball quick enough, what's World Rugby going to do about it? Because essentially there's no place to clean them out. Mm. And he's dead right because... If you go anywhere near the head or whatever, you're risking a red card and, and potentially risking results. So I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if there's... Most teams probably only have two two guys, maybe three, you know, depending on physiques, because locks aren't made for jackling. Or mm. When I say jackling, for those at home, it's, it's getting over the ball and trying to steal the ball at a ruck. If you had rucking back, you will... Sorry, it's the seagulls. They've obviously spotted something. It's got the old um, bin, the bin chickens are out in force. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually rubbish day today, so <laughs> it could be some carnage out here soon. Um, but um, yeah, the fact is, you've got guys going in, and at the moment, all you have to do is get over the ball mm. with no great technique or great bravery, and you can't be touched. Where how many of those people are going to go there if they know that they could get uh, the eight sprigs? Uh, just you know in a rotating backwards uh, motion, as mm. was the rule. Obviously, you're not kicking anyone. But, you know, that, for me, that would clean up. There's no, nothing gets rid of a body quicker than a few, few little boots, a uh, few little uh, sprigs on the back, you know. So yeah. I'm going to stick to it. It's never going to happen because, boy, um, wouldn't that create some controversy <laughs> with uh, the mothers of the world yes. these days trying to let their little boys play rugby. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with rucking. I'm bringing back rucking. Bring back rucking. Okay, so what <clears throat> we want to hear from you, you can't, this is our can't wait question of the day. From yesteryear, what's something that you'd want to bring back into sports today, whether it's the uh, the, the black-tipped uh, Adidas rugby ball or, or it's rucking, as Beaver said? Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to it once again, though, Beef. Uh, I, you could if somebody had laid odds on what you were going to say, you know. I, and I know you're a big man. You're a big man, but you were a ten. I didn't think I'd ever hear a ten suggest that they should bring back rucking and allow punching. Mate, ten ten's life is determined. His happiness in the game of rugby is determined by ruck speed. Yeah. And if he's got ruck speed, he's yeah. the happiest man in the world. So it's a flow and effect, mate. You know, talk about process. I know it's yeah. a boring word. I don't want to bring back processes because there's enough words about processes in sport these days. Yeah. But uh, the process of getting quick ruck ball, I'm all about. So ruck ball. Ruck ball. Make it quick. Make it quick. I, I don't I don't think you can bring it back because I don't think it's ever gone. I haven't been to a, a cricket match live recently enough. But the 2015, are those glowing bales a permanent fixture these days? Because mm. my word, they added something to cricket. They did. They surely are. They yeah. are, aren't they? They are, yeah. I think yes. and I, I think the Big Bash was the first place we saw them. 
I think. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I think it's great because from a, uh, a spectator point of view, I mean, you know, it just makes everything so much clearer when, you know, oh. you either sit in the stands or sitting at home. I remember being side on. We were in the uh, the old terraces of Eden Park. There's no such thing as real terraces these days, but mm. where the old terraces used to be for that 2.15 game against Aussie, when it was about 120 players, 118, and side on, and obviously when the quickies are bowling, you can't see a thing. Um, maybe a few beers under about two, which didn't help. But the glow of those bales, was the first time I'd been live and seen it. It was something special when Bolty and Salvi were ripping through the Aussies, but then... Obviously, they return serve pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, those bales, that's something that obviously hasn't gone away, but uh, wonderful addition. Yeah, wonderful addition. So there you go. That is our can't wait question of the day. Let us know. Double eight double three. Double eight double three is the Temper Bedpost text machine. Uh, get those in. Or you can call us on the Ken Atai phone line 0800 150 811. You are listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast with Beeve and Ricardo. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.